from the love of my own comfort, from the fear of having nothing, from a life of worldly passions. Come on, baby. Come on. Turn me, turn me up. We're back, man. Welcome back to the Pure Joy uh -oh. Project. Uh oh. This is uh, this is part two of Surviving College, the College Survival Guide. Actually, I believe we call it. Um, this is we're talking about um, the good act of finding uh, church and community. Um, how hectic it can be, how crazy it can be, how fulfilling it is. Um, but my name is Paul Anigan. I'm Bennett Diffley. I'm Daniel Reed. And we love the Lord a lot. Oh, Amen. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we're going to open up talking about weeks like always. Um, we're trying to be super faithful, set a goal that every week of the semester um, we get a podcast out because uh, the Lord's given us a platform and we want to steward it well. You know, Luke 16, 10, he was faithful with the little he's given. We'll be uh, given more and given abundance. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, and so, you know the vibes. And so... Uh, how oh, heck, my week, I never start. I always divvy it out. Yeah, no, yeah, um, start. Yeah, 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 man. Um, oh, I trained, uh, track is hard, track is amazing. Um, I always like to throw a little little bit in there. I think it's really cool to worship him through running circles and turning left and jumping over hurdles. <laughs> I think it's sick. Um, but he's been going off, man. FCA here on campus is doing really well. Uh, personal relationships are doing really well. Campus-wide prayer tonight, actually, after we record this, the Holy Spirit hosts that through me. Um, it's a lot of fun and, uh, just seeing the Lord work in, in relationships and friendships. And I, I just feel so blessed with where I'm at. Um, I love what I do every day. I love what I study every day. Um, I, I, I love the people I'm around and the things I, I get to do. Um, this, it, it's really crazy. The, the Lord, you know, does what he does with me and blesses me the way he does. I don't feel worthy, uh, but I think that's a good thing. And so I cannot complain. All in all, I think I, for the first time, I had a conversation about this today. I think of the last like month or like couple weeks, especially, I think I'm just like so like content and happily single for like the first time in so long um, that there hasn't been anybody getting idolized at the front of my life. And I don't even desire the idea of it right now, uh, which is really cool. And so um, Lord is going off through me, man, pursuing him daily. I'm reading through Acts right now and first Kings doing, a little, doing a little one chapter, one chapter, Old Testament, New Testament every day. Um, and it's been amazing. Uh, the prophet Elijah has been a really cool story the last Oof. couple of days that I've been reading about. Yeah. So, yeah, dude, um, that's me, Dan. Go ahead. My week in review. Uh, busy would be a word. Uh, classes, this workload's heavy. Uh, leading worship for, I think, three different ministries. Um, like two in my church, one on campus. On, um, but God, let me tell you. So just finding moments uh, where he draws me near daily, uh, whether it just be in passing thoughts or song lyrics that stick out to me more than another day, uh, just constantly reminded of the Lord's faithfulness. And regardless of my busy schedule, he's in control, all right? He's the, he's the focus. School's important. Worship's important. Exercise is important. Hmm. None of it comes close to where God is in my life. Come on. He, he runs it all. He's the pinnacle of my schedule. So lots of lessons being learned, but yeah, busy, stressed, but blessed, 
That was so cheesy, Bennett. Get me off the mic, please. <laughs> um, my week is good, man. Um, it was super cool. Um, well, I've been super busy to start. Um, like like Dan was saying, um, so busy in fact that I had to I had to miss last week's pod. Um, but mm. these boys were were gracious enough to to go ahead and and go ahead without me, and it was really cool to hear the Lord speak through you boys last week. Um, mm, but nice. um, it was it was a good week. Um, like I said, really busy. Classes are are tough, man. Stocks, bonds, all this business, finance, <laughs> accounting, economics. Dude. Who needs it? Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but but that's what I'm studying, and and uh, yeah, who knows what I'll do with it? Um, he does, but um, we'll, we'll we'll figure it out eventually. Um, so lots of learning, um, lots of growth school wise, um, and lots of learning and lots of growth spiritually as well. Um, been feeling really convicted um, to just submit all of myself um, to him, not, not just parts, not the parts that, um, that Bennett wants to give up, um, but everything. Um, And just kind of getting rid of my planet and trying to just, to just follow his. Um, So, so that's something that's been on my heart the last week. um, And just really trying to run with that, you know? Um, So yeah, good week. Good to be back Mm -hmm. on the pod. Good to be back with the boys. So ready to talk about community. Yeah. Uh, that is what we're talking about. And I think it's such a cool topic that I have some personal experience and I know these guys do too, um, about like the value of it, the importance of it. Um, and also the struggle in finding it and some other things. Uh, it's so cool. Um, the Bible talks a lot about other people and community and church. Um, and so it's not something to be, you know, overlooked. And so here we are. Um, so first, I guess we'd love to, you know, we like to let, uh, we like to let the word do the talking and cause we are not worthy of, of speaking his truth if he can speak it himself. Mm. And so, uh, let's talk about church and community. What does the Bible have to say about church and community? Who wants to kick us off? I can run with it. Um, let's go. So I've got a I've got a, a lot of different stuff here. Um, when I open my Bible up, um, Romans, Galatians, Psalms, Philippians. Uh-oh. Um, so I'm gonna go to Romans here first. Um, and like Paul was saying, there's a lot of different stuff in the Bible about um, community and and what that looks like and um, all that good stuff. But um, I'm starting in Romans 14. Um, I'm kind of all over the place, so you have to excuse me. But That's awesome. um, but Romans 14. Verse 17 through 19. Uh, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living, uh, but living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God and others will approve of you too. So then let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. Um, So essentially, um, when we use the word church or we use the word um, community, um, we're talking about fellow believers, right? Um, and what it says here, verse 19 in Romans, it says, so then let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. So there we uh, go. Right, right out of the gate, we know that we want to come together um, as fellow believers and we want to build each other up. We want to we want to radiate positivity and love and and share that uh, all of that Christ like love and and grace and all of that stuff with each other so that we can build on each other. Um, then we go to Galatians. Hmm. Um, so. Yeah, good book, great book. It's in the ins. That's what I call the the back. Philippians, Ephesians, <laughs> Galatians, Corinthians, the ins. Yeah, the the uh, epistles. Some would call them actually. <laughs> no, the ins. Some might the, say that. No, the, no, no. The letters. The, the, ins. the ins. That's that's good too. That's good too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
Therefore, sorry, this is Galatians 6, verse 10. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. So again, again, kind of um, emphasizing the fact that um, us fellow believers, we need to stick together. We need to hold tight to each other. Um, We need to build each other up and we need to do good to everyone, but especially to those in the family of faith, to those who know the Lord um, and to those who we can build on. Um, So those are two that I've got. Um, And then when I think about community and church, um, the third thing that I think about all the time is Ecclesiastes. In the book of Ecclesiastes, it talks about the triple braided cord. Um, I always go back to strength in numbers and strength in community, how important that is. Because in Ecclesiastes, um, it says uh, that a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Um, Basically, I'm I'm paraphrasing, but basically... when we stick together, not much, not much can get in the way um, of what God has planned for us. So, let's go, man. I actually have God's word flipped open to Ecclesiastes four nine to twelve. If that, let's go. Uh, if that, if that's not the Holy Spirit speaking, so it says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. Right, toil means hard work, like grinding, um, doing the good work. Uh, so they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord will not be quickly broken. Come on. Uh, and so I love that. I love like the idea of like, you know, the more the merrier, like, like if you have people that are walking faithfully alongside you, um, that is, that is powerful. Um, that is what Christ wants. Right. So that that brings me to the Acts church, um, where if you read the book of Acts, it's basically like, yo, Jesus just said, see you later. Um, he left you with the Holy spirit. He's at the right hand of God where he belongs. Um, and now we're here to do our own thing. Like this is the apostles, um, those that are left of them, uh, which was 11 of them. And then they replaced Judas, who was a bad boy. Um, and so to put that kindly. And then uh, so so they rep- so they, they have the apostles and then, uh, you know, a, a handful of other believers, basically. I think the numbers in the hundreds. Um, and that was it, man. They were the they were it like in all of the world. That was that was the Christian church um, that that began. So they start. Um, in outreach and they walk like, well, I, I think you could paraphrase so much by saying that they, they constantly encouraged each other and mm. walked boldly together. Mm-hmm. Right. You look at Paul, Barnabas, <clears throat> Mark, Apollos, like all those guys that are influential in the, in the, in the early church who were fully submitted to the Lord one, which is the most important aspect of any human being on this planet is that they're fully submitted to the Lord. And so these people are fully submitted to the Lord and they are, they are going everywhere. And just preaching boldly and facing persecution and preaching boldly and facing persecution. Um, and so I think it breaks down to like encouragement and boldness that they draw from each other. So when one is discouraged, the other is there to encourage. When one is being, you know, is not is not willing to be bold and speak out, you know, the other is being bold and speaking out. So it's like having brothers to spur you on, having people like you guys in my life, you know, to like to spur me on and encourage me when I feel discouraged and the devil has lied to me and I believed it. You know, um, so, so, so cool. Uh, I love the Acts church and, and I love how, um, I think Mark is the writer of Acts, correct? Maybe. Uh, Yeah, I think so. um, I think it's Luke. Luke, it's Luke. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, and so yeah, Luke, right. Luke writes Acts. Um, 
and he he mentions he throws in there he's like and then Paul checked back in with this place he was before to encourage them basically like like he he went back through you know Ephesus and and Galatia and all these places like mm. he's like I have these believers now but I'm not leaving them alone because I want to encourage them because I know what it's like to be discouraged basically um, yeah. and then also um, I'll go to Matthew uh, 18 where Jesus is talking about church like the church. Um, and he says, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them, right? Super, yeah. um, we, it's like a very cliche thing um, in a good way. That's like, oh, hey, there's more than, I'm not alone. Jesus is here. You know, if we're talking about him and here to glorify him, he's here. Uh, and so like, like you, people that have that same mind that it's like, okay, we are focusing on Jesus and praising Jesus or where you'll draw the most encouragement, the most accountability, the most love, fellowship, joy. Um, et cetera, is where you'll, you'll like feel it and you feel the spirit move through these people. And you're just like, like you feel at home, right? I come home for FCA events to see you guys and yeah. our other like faithful, yep. faithful brethren. Right. And, and I just feel uplifted. Like this is home. This is what it's supposed to be. This is a taste of heaven, like passion, 65,000 people submitted to the Lord. This is a taste of heaven. This is fellowship. It's amazing. Um, mm -hmm. and so, and then, um, Hebrews 10 that I think I'm going to talk about later um, just like encouraging one another into love and good works and not neglecting to meet together, um, is something that we're told specifically biblically is that we should not neglect to meet together. You should be around each other and encouraging each other towards good things. And so, um, good. yeah, what a powerful thing. I love how the word talks about friendships and relationships and fellowship, um, and makes it easy because we have the guide basically. Um, so Dan, what do you got brother? Dude, uh, it cracks me up how we always have the same Bible verses. I was getting pumped because what you guys were saying about just community and meeting as a body of Christ, and just especially with Matthew uh, eighteen twenty, like where two or three are gathered, uh, he is there among them, which is so cool. Uh, I think about that often when I am just reflecting. I like to pause uh, in the midst of corporate worship at my church and just look around and I'm just like, Jesus is here. And how cool is that? Come on. Gosh. Oh, man. And that just gets me geeked. But, yeah. So, Holy Spirit wanted to speak that through you. But First uh, Corinthians chapter 12, uh, talking about the unity and diversity in the body. So, I'm, I'm going to read for a little bit. Follow, just bear with me. So, it says, just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we are, we're all given one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but many, right? Our walk with Christ is not singular, right? We're not supposed to do this alone. It's important to build up our own relationship with the Lord through prayer, right? Getting in the word, uh, worship. Whatever that may look like for you, uh, worship can look like a ton of different things. Like Paul, I love how he constantly ministers to me and Bennett and everyone uh, around his school by worshiping through his his sport. Such a cool thing. Worship takes so many different bodies, but yeah, it's not just a thing you go go about on your own. We're called to enter into the capital B body of Christ because. Mm. We, we can't do this alone, right? We're called to edify and pour love into each other. Paul said it, uh, Hebrews 10, 24, you know, we're spurring each other 
to love and reflect upon the Lord's faithfulness and what he's done for us. But this is cool. It continues in 1 Corinthians 12, uh, verse 15. It says, now if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It would not for that reason stop being a part of the body, right? Ah, it's so easy to get caught up when we look at other people in the church and say, well, there's so much, there's so much ahead of me. Like they, they just, they love God so much more than me. They are better. They're more faithful. They, they worship better. They're more charismatic about it. That's not what it's about. We're all part of the body of Christ. We're all invited in through the spirit, right? That's what Paul says. We all have the same spirit within us, whether Jew or Gentile, slave or free, right? doesn't matter what you look like, what you do. You have the same spirit as the person next to you. And that's God's spirit. We're all called together to be part of the same family, which is such a cool mm-hmm. invitation to be a part of the church. And uh, I think that's a good segue into uh, the next question that I was hoping that we were going to go over is like, what, what do you look for in a church? Because I know it took me a few months, like half a semester, once I got to Missouri State to find a home church that really was just like, Daniel, this is where you need to be. What do you all think? Oh, um, I think uh, on a on a church level and then a community level, um, as in which the two often go hand in hand, which I think is amazing. Sure. Um, so on a church level, you're looking for <clears throat> for humility. Um, you're looking for submission. You're looking for people who just boldly love the Lord. Um, so you're, you know, there's different uh, tastes. So like, you know, if you don't like, if you don't get moved by contemporary worship, then, you know, maybe don't go to a church that strictly stands with a hymnal in their hands um, and, and sings. You know, that there's like, there's a reason that churches have developed in certain ways that some churches have this modern worship with like drums and guitars and all these things and Hillsong and Elevation and all these songs getting, um, getting sung on stage. And then, um, and then there's obviously contemporary. And so it's like, it's not wrong to try, uh, multiple churches, but to make sure that you are at one where you walk out and you feel challenged, right? Like yeah. people are called to sharpen one another. Right, biblically, Proverbs twenty seven seventeen, like as iron sharpens iron, a man sharpens another. Come on, one. Um, like it's it's simple that like you shouldn't walk out feeling good about yourself. You may feel encouraged, but you should know that like you have a mission to be completed, and God is doing a work in you, and like you should feel like wow, like you know when when you leave that message, you know you should feel. Um, that sermon, whatever you should feel like, like, okay, I've been challenged. Here's what I'm going to do better. Um, here's what, here's what I'm going to do to let the Holy spirit make me better, I should say. Uh, and so, um, looking for challenge, looking for faith, you can, it's obvious like when the fruit of the spirit is showing up in a place, um, when you know that these people love the Lord, you're seeing this joy, you're seeing this humility, you're seeing this faithfulness in these people, this gentleness, um, this love. And then, so that's the church you're seeking, right? And the, and the community following with that is, is like the same style of people. It's like people who love the Lord more than themselves, um, people who love you well and have joy um, and show grace to people around them. Um, like when Jesus tells us an example of, of prayer, he says, forgive us um, as we forgive those who, for, who trespass against us, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, like, you know, forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And um, so like an example, like having people around you that are, that are gracious, um, that are loving, uh, that are, that are servant hearted, um, will make a huge difference in your life. 
you know, and those people that like Hebrews 10, 24, 25, I'm just going to read it. Um, let us consider how to stir up or how to stir up one another to love and good works. This is English standard version, uh, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near, right? That's day with a capital um, D, as in the day Jesus comes back, right? So the, the farther we go in our lives, the more we should be stirring each other up into loving good works. And so you're seeking people who, who do such, um, who stir you into good things, who don't pull you into negative things. You know, your, your inner circle should never be people that tempt you into sinning. That's right. Uh, it should be people that encourage you, that encourage you the other direction. Um, and that, and if you truly hate sin, like we're called to, you should be surrounding yourself with other people who truly hate sin. Mm. Um, and so, um, you'll know, pray about it. Always go to the Lord about who you're around, um, and, and what church you should be at. And, and once you're there, you know, what, what's to be done next, what's going on. Like, you know, asking the Lord to guide you, give you discernment and wisdom over what's happening, um, who you're with, who you should be with and things along the sort. Um, but just making sure that it's people that make you feel like, like you're growing closer to the Lord because you're with them, um, that mm. both of you are. And so that's what I got. That was kind of long winded, but no, it was yeah. good. Um, I'll, I'll run with it a little bit. Um, short and sweet. Um, cause Paul hit a majority of the things that I was going to say. Um, but I think the, the most important thing to me when you're looking for a church and a community, um, is love, um, love for, for him. Um, love for his truth, love for others around him and other uh, and other believers um, in that church. Um, so I think love is probably the most important thing for me when you're looking for those things. Um, but like Paul said, um, when it comes to a church, um, you want to be called to action. You want to kind of be, um, you want your, your spirit to be kind of moved um, by, by the, or from the encouragement of everyone around you and from the encouragement of the sermon or the, um, or, or the lesson or the message. Um, so yeah, um, there's that, there's what I have with church along with, um, everything coming from that church being, um, based in the Bible, right? You just want to make sure that it's founded on truth. Um, I think we kind of assume that that's a given. Um, but, um, as long as you're rooted in truth, you can't really go wrong. Um, and then when it comes to community, um, my dad always told me when I was growing up, you are who you, you are who you eat with. You are who you sit with. Um, so, um, wh whoever you're hanging around or whatever you guys are doing when you're hanging around those people, um, that is what you are. You're, um, my dad loves to use the word guilty by association too. Um, because when I was growing up, I was trying to find my crowd and, and the crowds that I found myself in when I was growing up in, in middle school and things like that. Um, the things that they would do was it, it was just it was silly it was stupid um and and i would always say well dad like it's i'm not doing it like i'm just there watching and and guilty by association is the, is the phrase that i lo love to use um so yeah um you are who you who you hang around so um be mindful of that but like paul said um find those who encourage you and and who love the lord um, more than they love others um and and you're gonna be just fine come on yeah heck yeah Heck yeah. Uh, my take on church, uh, not a huge fan of church shopping as the, you know, the Christianese would put it, but yeah, I think it's important uh, to find a home church. I would say that is really what helped me grow. One of the biggest things that helped me grow my faith uh, coming to Missouri state. Um, I had great community at Illinois college uh, transferred here. Didn't have community at first. Uh, you know, I was still looking to, to find my niche 
Um, because that's that's one of the things I'll say, and don't be discouraged by this. Like, there might be great community that you just don't fit in with, and that's okay. Mm. It's okay. These might be great believers, and you they might be just best people. All right, but if 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 it's just not clicking, that's that's all right. That doesn't mean there's anything necessarily wrong with you or them. There's just there's multiple parts of the body. All right, we were just talking about that in First uh, Corinthians twelve. But uh, finding a good church, a good church, and by good. Uh, one of the biggest things that Bennett just touched on is it has to be rooted in Scripture, right? If if something's being preached and it doesn't, A, have to do with the Bible, if it's not coming from Scripture, like that should raise some red flags. Uh, B, if it's not pointing back to Christ like the Bible does, the, everything in the Bible, everything in the Bible points to Christ. It is all about Jesus, right? And so if something's being spoken that is not, pointing back to Christ, it should raise some red flags. It should prompt you to do some investigating, right? What is, what is the church founded upon? What do they believe? Right. Mm -hmm. I love, I love what Paul said about you. I I'm, and I believe in this as well, like leaving church. I don't think that it is always super beneficial to leave church and be like, wow, I'm just doing great. I'm so good. I'm killing this Christian thing because as our view of the, this is from the green book. That this is what my church called it. Called the gospel gospel centered lifestyle. Y'all should check it out, read it. Great short little book about the gospel and what it looks like. But as our view of the cross becomes bigger, and as we're taught about who Jesus is and what He's done for us, our view of our sin should also become bigger. Mm. We're so sinful to the core, and the more I learn about Christ, and the more I see Him and know Him better, the more I recognize, wow. Daniel, you are super twisted, and I get to walk with that in a community of believers who doesn't just say, "Wow, dude, you're you're messed up." There, mm. hey, dude, well, come and sit. Let's talk about it. Let's break bread together. And that's mm. what they do in Acts chapter two, right? And while this isn't this isn't the perfect church, right? They're not Jesus Christ. They're super sinful on their own, but they do a lot of good things, right? And one of the biggest takeaways I have from Acts in the early church is Peter, right? Uh, we were just talking about this last Sunday, but Peter is not a smart dude. He's not educated. He was a fisherman and not a great one at that. But because of the body and because of the spirit that's within Peter, he is motivated and encouraged to speak in front of thousands and thousands of people. And then when he's called in front of the smartest, like most educated people on the law, uh, like uh, Deuteronomy, Exodus, Leviticus, all those people who have the Torah memorized. He speaks clearly. And this is not this is not a smart dude, but he knows who Jesus is because he lived with him. Mm. And I think that's I think that's another thing that's super important with the church, too, is just being being together, breaking bread together. That's what they, that's what they did in Acts 2. Just keep going back to Acts 2. Uh, that's what they did. They, they lived together. They were what were they doing? They were studying the word together. They were worshiping together. All this togetherness. They were building community. Hmm. Um, and then I think the last thing I look for in a church is being called to get involved. Right? We're not called to just sit in the crowd and be an audience. Right? My church doesn't call it services, um, which, again, like, don't take this as legalism. You don't need to change or avoid a church because they call it first or second service, whatever. Hmm. But they call it gatherings because this isn't just like, oh, we're being served 
we're gathering as a corporate body of believers or non-believers, you know, if you're new to the church and you're just beginning this whole faith thing, learning who Jesus is, amazing. I love that. I love you for it. Keep investigating. Mm. But we're called to get involved in the church, right? Mm. It is, and I don't have any problem saying this because I, this is what I believe comes from the Bible is that it is not okay to just sit and not get involved, sit in the, in the stands, you know, sit in the seats and take part of the service and just get involved in worship and stuff like that and not be doing something to further your church. I don't, I don't think it's okay. We're, we're called to engage in the body, right? We're, we all have jobs to do. We all have gifts given to us by the Lord. And right? again, first Corinthians 12, that we can help our church grow. We can, we're invited to build God's kingdom. He does that through us. We're invited to take part in what he's doing on this earth. And it's such an uplifting and fulfilling thing to be a part of worshiping God through getting involved in his church. Capital C. Come on. Yeah, I think. But that... oh, go, ahead. go ahead, Paul. Oh, oh. Um, I, I, it's it's building his churches in the capital C is the entire body of believers, like the entire mm-hmm. family. So like, mm. you know, you may not be like doing, you know, passing out communion on um on Sundays at the church but if you are are in a in a campus ministry that you're pouring into so faithfully and then being discipled by someone from your church you're doing his work mm, um, so it's like it's just making sure that you're taking the next step somewhere that you're like Absolutely. this kingdom is not I'm not only a part of this kingdom but I'm looking to further it right I think that mm-hmm. um going into like our experiences seeking community I think is a part we want to have in this uh because it's so important to like get a firsthand account um and the the best people to surround yourself with and the only people that i'm filled by surrounding myself with are people who make god's word the final authority in their lives right people who take it seriously and love it and live it are the people that i want to be around consistently every day for the rest of my life however long it may be um and so my experience seeking community was seeking people that made me feel good and like boosted my ego for so long uh, and then realizing that that like community is is so much um, about dropping your pride and walking alongside each other, and That's good. and and breaking bread. I love that term, like breaking bread with my brothers. Like like I am I am putting myself and my image and my 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 pride aside to say I am going to walk faithfully alongside this brother. I'm not going to fear him. I'm not going to care what he thinks. I'm going to care what the Lord thinks. So if he is walking unfaithfully, I'm going to say something out of love. I'm going to speak truth and love to him. And in the same way, right, Proverbs talks about correction 25 times in different ways. Right, Proverbs is written by the wisest earthly man of all time. Solomon, other than, I guess, Jesus Jesus was 100% human and 100% God, so you could say he was a wise servant, but whatever. (laughs) Um, So Solomon wrote Proverbs, and he talks about correction 25 times, right? You could see it in 311, 51, 623, and so many more. Like, I could keep naming them, that they're they're so good, um, that, that it's like, my community became real and efficient and amazing in my life whenever I started welcoming the correction of others and not being scared to correct others. And then we just loved each other for it. Like, thank you for sharpening me. You know, mm. thank you for walking alongside me. And then alongside correction, like encouragement is so important um, that, that like I'm around people that encourage me onto doing his work um, while I'm doing the same to them. And so... Uh, I spent two year and a half, 
probably I would say <laughs> a year and some change, a year and a half, and then some change, like almost two, two like four full semesters, um, with some soft community. Uh, and then I was just like, I'm done. This makes me sick. Uh, and I went back to the people that loved me with Jesus style love and were hard on me because they they understood, you know, my opportunity in the church and they wanted me to fulfill my potential and glorifying the Lord. And so they loved me like Jesus. And those are the people I went back to. Mm. And so those now being my closest friends, um, the people that I love that like that love me, that I love, um, that have helped be a part of my walk and changed my life, um, is amazing because I put myself aside. And the friend group I wasn't around, I wasn't, a, or I, I am around, it wasn't because I I wanted to look cool being with them, um, or I wanted to fit a certain persona, um, or fulfill a certain stereotype. Um, I am with them because they encourage me to grow closer to the Lord, and that is the most important thing. And Amen. so it sucked, and it was unfulfilling, and it left me feeling disgusting for a long time, and then finally... When I, when I put my pride aside and said, I'm going to walk faithfully alongside these people that love the Lord and have it, the word be the final authority in their life, my life changed forever. Mm. So there I it love is. That. Come on. I love that. Um, I think, well, first of all, thanks for sharing that, Paul. I love that. Um, but um, for me, this is, this is literally community is how this podcast, this project got started. Come on. Um, That's right. I Come on. like, like Paul, um, in middle school and the beginning of high school, um, I, I was I was looking for my friend group and and trying to fit in and stuff like that, um, and I I found great friends, um, but those friends um, didn't necessarily push me towards Christ until I found um, outlets like FCA um, ministries like FCA where um, we could all we could all put everything aside for a weekend and spend the entire seventy two hours worshiping Him um, and spending time in brotherhood and. And and just loving on one another, encouraging one another. That's how we met, um, and 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 that's kind of how this whole thing started um, with with us coming together as a as a community, as a church, and saying, um, "You love the Lord as much as I do. Let's pursue Him together. Let's push each other. Let's grow." Um, and and from that, this came about. Um, so um, community is just so huge, and and it's such a good thing. And um, I'm forever I'm forever forever grateful for the community that I'm in with you guys and. Um, all of that stuff, but um, yeah. So Life's there's a little good. There's a little good to Paul's um, struggle as well. So good and bad. Absolutely. Thank you, brother. You're yeah. Been it. Yeah. Uh, wow. I think some of the best guys I know uh, are the other two men in this podcast that just got done speaking to y'all. Uh, straight up, Bennett, Paul, and I butt heads occasionally. And it's okay. Thanks. Honestly, like Paul just talked about how you know, his, his community, his group, uh, it's not always the easiest. Now, granted, like it should all be out of love. Like there should be love at the core of it. But um, believers buttheads too. Mm. And granted, the root of that is probably pride. I know for me it usually is. Mm. But it's all a process of sanctification that you're walking through together. Sanctification just means – uh, growing to look more like Christ. And I love getting to that with Bennett and Paul. Mm. Uh, they sharpen me. Uh, they they challenge me. You know, they call me out on my crap, and I love them for it. And I just want to, like, I, don't, I haven't told you all this recently, but thank you for mm. what y'all do. Thanks for calling me out. Uh, I love you both immensely. Likewise, brother. Um, just so you know. And 
And FCA yeah, has yeah. been such a such a good thing uh, that's brought me a ton of community. But community at school, um, I agree with everything both these awesome dudes just said. Uh, they, they need to be believing the Bible. They just honestly need to be pursuing the Lord wholeheartedly, right? That yeah. doesn't mean they're going to be perfect. I, I guarantee it doesn't mean they're going to be perfect. They're going to have sin. But what's awesome is once that relationship's built, we get to call each other out on it. And it sucks and it hurts at times. But gosh darn, it is a good thing. And that's just such a beautiful thing, getting to walk with other believers. Uh, 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. Right? This says, do not be, means do not be attached with them. For what do, what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? In context, right? Uh, the church in Corinth is being warned about pursuing idolatry because the unbelievers at the time were pursuing, pursuing other false gods, false idols, right? And so, but the same thing, same thing applies, right? If your core group, people that you go to when you are struggling, when you are hurt, when you're beaten down is, are not believers, they have different motives, right? They're pursuing something else, someone else, Mm. Right. Your core group needs to be a solid group of believers. And I understand and I relate to that. That is hard to find sometimes, especially if you're on a campus that is just not super spiritually light. There's some darkness going around. And it it took me half a semester when I got to Missouri State to find men. Uh, This is side note. Men, I think it's super important for you guys to have a group of men that you can go Mm -hmm. to. You should be you need to be discipled by a man. There's so much fruit in having awesome women in your life that teach you how to love women from like in a platonic way, how to love other sisters in the body. But men, please find men to go back on. Cause there's certain things I'm not going to go to other women. Right. Sure. And women, same thing. Please find a body of women because they're out there and they, oh, they just want to love on you, especially older women in the church. They just want to love on you. Like nobody's business. They're so, so joyful, but that's the thing. Your core group has got to be Christ-centered. They should be pursuing Christ and pushing you to pursue Christ at a higher level. By a higher level, I just mean growing to look more like him, calling you out on your sin, but loving you through that, breaking bread, bread together like we keep saying, Acts 2, Paul just said it. But, yeah, I think those are the biggest things that I'm looking for in community, uh, the biggest things that stick out to me and my group of friends uh, that I get to walk with daily. And it's it's such a blessing. Hmm. Cause it's amazing. There's freedom. It's scary. You know, it's scary to step out yeah. and be like, I want people to challenge me. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't want, I don't want, I just, I don't just want people that are going to gas my flesh, gas my ego. Um, yeah. it's scary, but we we're here to encourage you to be bold. God's word is there to encourage you to be bold and seeking people that love him more than themselves. Um, so I mean, all in all, like wherever you're at, you know, step out, find community. You can't do it on your own, It, but it's there. Um, so go get it, um, pray about it and seek it, um, ask for boldness and discernment and, and go, um, because there's nothing, there's nothing more fulfilling on this earth than God fearing fellowship, um, and praising him. And so, um, I'm going to pray for you guys. I'm going to pray for the listeners. I'm going to pray for us, um, and for everybody and, and, and all the believers and non-believers and all the above Mm -hmm. about community, um, about finding your people. Um, or God's people that you spend time with, put it that way. Um, and then uh, there's going to be a little bit of time for reflection um, in some worship music. Uh, and then 
um, feel free to hit us up in the DMs at the dot pure dot joy dot project <laughs> on Instagram, and we're here to encourage you. Um, and yeah. So, uh, shameless plug, but hey, uh, real like, quick, we real love quick. you, and we are a firsthand account of finding people that sharpen you and love you well. We'll change your life. So. Amen. Hey, real quick, I'm going to leave you guys with this. This is Philippians 2, um, 1 through uh, 3 to 5, whatever. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ, any comfort from his love, any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. You must have the same attitude that Jesus Christ had. Mm. Wow. Come on, man. Let's I love that. let's walk alongside each other pursuing the same attitude that Jesus Christ had. You know, learning Amen. more about him, growing closer to him, and experiencing the joy and freedom and purpose that he grants. Mm. Uh, so here we go. I'm going to talk to the Lord for us. Uh, Father, thank you for these boys, uh, men, um, that I get to walk alongside. Uh, thank you for the platform of the Pure Joy Project, um, that we get the opportunity to uh, to to proclaim your word um, on a on a pedestal, um, Lord. And I pray that we do it uh, by your Spirit, not by ourselves, uh, Lord. Yeah. I pray for every listener um, that that they have that community, um, they have mentorship and discipleship and fellowship um, that glorifies you and makes them more like you. Uh, Lord, I pray for boldness and discernment and your wisdom in every one of the listeners, um, that they are uh, walking faithfully um, in seeking this community and this church if they don't have it, um, and in pursuing you in your heart every day. Um, Father, it is so about you and so not about us. Um, so Lord, we pray that, uh, that you become greater and greater and we become less and less. Um, yeah. And that you take hold of our lives um, and give us what life truly is because we gave up what we thought it was. Um, Lord, you're so good and so faithful. Pray that you just work in hearts around us, um, in the hearts of believers and non-believers to, to pursue you. Um, Lord, and we just love you so much. Thank you for everything we take for granted um, and all good things. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hit that button. See
Sha